0: Welcome back to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast, brought to you by Violet Defense. Thanks for Violet Defense for sponsoring the Educational AD Podcast. Violet Defense is dedicated to protecting our world from germs by bringing the power of UV disinfection to everyday spaces. Their patented technology enables them to harness the power of the sun to incorporate ultraviolet light into products and environments like never before. Whether you're ready to implement existing products, or if you'd like to explore researching and developing a custom deployment of their technology for your school, Violet Defense has the solutions and the experience you need. Go to violetdefense.com. And thanks again to Violet Defense for sponsoring the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive. It's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department these days. But Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 a year or more while creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action and see what these fantastic products can do for you and your school. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. We also want to thank our new sponsor, Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also gives the 95% of the players and parents who really love your program a voice and help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466, or email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. Athletic Surveys by Life Track. Let them help you take your athletic program from good to great.
1: We also want to thank
0: Varsity Brands, Elevating Student Experiences, in sport, spirit, and achievement, along with Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. We wanna say thank you to Ephesus Lighting, Camp Mobile, and Gipper. Thanks to all of our great sponsors. Welcome back everyone to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest today is Dr. Scott Grant. Uh, Dr. Grant is a certified athletic administrator He's also an assistant professor of education at the University of Findlay in Ohio, and he is the founder of Triple Threat Leadership, which is a program that uh, offers services to schools, coaches, businesses, athletic directors, Um, and we're going to give him a chance to talk about that a little bit more. But uh, Dr. Grant, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much. I'm super excited to to be a part, and I really appreciate you having me on.
0: Well, we're excited to... uh, uh, give you a chance to share what you can do for uh, athletic directors. So let's jump right in. We always like to let our uh, listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, where you went to school and college, and uh, how you ended up uh, where you're at right now.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So I am originally from a small town uh, in in Ohio called Continental. Um, so small, we didn't have high school football. That's everybody always likes to. I was a big basketball school, but my parents were both teachers and my dad was a high school uh, basketball coach. So my life pretty much revolved around a gymnasium in a classroom. Uh, so I knew from a pretty young age that I wanted to be in education. So when I was finishing high school, uh, I was looking at different universities and my mom was a guidance counselor and she had, she had pretty much one rule. You narrowed it down to your three spots. You stayed overnight and then you decided from there. And when I stayed overnight at my top three, I, I hated all three. And uh, to be honest, my parents were both alums of Finley, and they took me here. I was like, I don't want to go to school there. I went on a tour, uh, got back in the car, and said, "Those are the people that I want to, I want to be with." Um, so I did my undergraduate education at the University of Finley, where I, I currently teach. Uh, immediately after, I actually did my MBA and worked for two years in the athletic department here at Finley, primarily in fundraising, uh, development in athletics. From there, I went and I taught five years at Finley High School under Jerry Snodgrass. Some of the listeners may know who Jerry Snodgrass is. He was the commissioner of the Ohio High School Athletic Association, and he's like probably the biggest mentor in my life. Um, So after those five years, I then moved and I became a a high school athletic director. I was a director of athletics uh, facilities and activities at a school called Van Buren. Uh, Loved it thoroughly enjoyed it, but it kind of led me to a passion point of researching pay-to-participate policies. So uh, I left and I did my doctorate and I started teaching. I taught seven years in the College of Business at the University of Finley. Uh, Then for the last two years, I actually, um, I spent at the University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill as a director of leadership development uh, in their athletics program. And just this summer, we moved back uh, to Ohio as a role came open in, in education, uh, which is really where my passion lies. And, and I began working back with the schools. So in a, in a nutshell, that is, that is kind of where the path has gone. My heart, I always tell people, is in K-12. Um, so Triple Threat Leadership was, was started to do that, was to engage further and help that environment. So that's, that's where I'm at at the current moment.
0: You know, I always love to you know hear the stories and the paths that that people take, and uh, I think it's very cool to be able to come back and teach. Uh, you know, whether it's your high school or in your case, you know, uh, where you did your undergraduate work, uh, I just think that's just very special.
1: Yeah,
0: Scott, you mentioned um, mentors, and in our profession, you know, you understand how important that is. So, uh, talk a little bit more about those people that have impacted you. You know, whether it was family members or, or coaches, you know, people that you work for, um, you know, who, um, who's had that impact on your
1: life? Yeah. I mean, I feel like anybody who's, who's in the profession of, of educational based athletics, ties a lot of that movement to coaches, to an AD, someone that had a sincere impact. And, um, you know, I had a guy tell me one time that your friends when you're an AD are pretty much only other ADs because no one else really else understands it. Um, so, when I started working for Jerry Snodgrass, who hired me as a 23-year-old varsity head golf coach and his assistant AD and teacher, I didn't have a clue. Um, and he was amazing. He, without him, and luckily I worked for somebody who was the president of the board of the OHSA. I mean, he was, he was in and he taught me how to do it well. Um, he taught me just understanding how important every little detail is. And I, and I owe him pretty much everything. You know, my parents being in education, were a huge factor into my dad as a coach. I honestly thought I'd be a, a head basketball coach and history teacher for 30 years. That was the goal. And as that always changes quickly. Um, but, you know, between between my, my parents and Jerry and then mentors that I had in the athletic department here, I always looked for people who added a different value slice. Uh, you know, someone who was really good at development, someone that was really good at, um, you know, facility ops. I always tried to find people that had unique, elements that could help me grow. And they were always super open. And I think that's one really good thing from a mentorship perspective, the field seems really large, but it's actually really small and, and they want to help. They want to grow. They want people who are are focused on you know, growing students and really doing this well. Um, that oftentimes I think we, we are a little slow in reaching out for some of that help. And for me, I've been blessed with, with some of the best, um, and, and I'm super, super thankful for that.
0: Yeah. No, it's a, appreciate you sharing that. Um, as we mentioned earlier, uh, among your many titles, you are a certified athletic administrator. We get a lot of younger ADs that listen to the podcast. And I think it's important for them to hear the journey that, you know, people like you and I have taken. So share a little bit about how you became aware of the leadership training program and how that led to your earning your CAA.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of times when, when you become an AD, everything gets so fast and, and you speed up and you lose opportunities for professional development because one, you don't have time to look for them. Um, luckily in Ohio, uh, Bruce Brown, who, who had passed away not that long ago, he was, he was a great leader from the OI And When that started to, to become a, a large piece of that PD for ADs, I jumped in wholeheartedly. I wanted to learn other pieces, um, that I wasn't really prepared for, right? You can only learn so much as an assistant AD who does a lot of game coverage and those types of pieces. So for me, it really helped me prepare and see other elements that I could get ready for at that next step. Um, You know, now on this other side of going through that, I I also teach in the summer at OU in their master's program that has many of those LTI courses integrated in. it's important to understand so much of that, right? The budgeting piece, the the ethical dilemma piece, all of those components really are built into the program with the RAA, the CIA, and the CMAA. It helped me do projects that I wanted to do inside of my athletic department through a functional PD process and really get feedback from people that had experience. So for me, it was was an incredible experience and, and something that I would... I would definitely push anybody who's in the field or or looking to get into the field to really push forward with that, because I think it's unique and and developed by ADs and they get really what you need to understand as you, as you grow in that, in that profession.
0: Uh, I'm glad you said that, you know, that uh, stamp of uh, approval, if you will, Um, you know, person that has that CAA, it's becoming more and more recognized that this person is an expert in the area of educational athletics.
1: Yeah. For a Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, and to be honest, to, to think about that too, I think I think the field is changing often. You know, in the past, a lot of ADs were coaches, teachers, and then you just became an AD. And I think a lot of people are coming from outside the field. Uh, they may not have as much experience. They may not be a teacher. And those, those courses really help develop an understanding of educational-based athletics that maybe some people might not might not have gotten through another environment. And, and that I feel like has been really beneficial when I'm working with students who are pursuing those things that are coming from a different angle. There's a way to integrate it. And, and that's been really good to see. So I the value for me is, has always been super high just when people are asking about it or, or for myself, just in general.
0: Yeah, no, that, that's a great PSI for uh, our national organization. And again, even someone coming from, let's say the world of athletics, you know, a teacher coach, uh, when you get at that AD's desk, a lot of times you, you don't know what you don't know. I know that was the case for me, you know, when I suddenly became an AD and the LTI courses are just fantastic.
1: Absolutely.
0: For our listeners, we are visiting with Dr. Scott Grant. Uh, he's a prof- assistant professor of education at the University of Findlay in Ohio, also the founder and director of Triple Threat Leadership. We're gonna hear a little bit more about those endeavors, but right now let's take a break and hear from our podcast sponsor, Violet Defense. We wanna thank Violet Defense for being the sponsor of the Educational AD Podcast. Violet Defense is dedicated to protecting our world from germs by bringing the power of UV disinfection to everyday spaces. Their patented technology enables them to harness the power of the sun to incorporate ultraviolet light to products and environments like never before. Whether you're ready to implement existing products or if you'd like to explore researching and developing a custom deployment of their technology for your school, Violet Defense has the solutions and the experience you need. Thanks again to Violet Defense for sponsoring the Educational AD Podcast. We're back with Dr. Scott Grant. Uh, Scott Uh, One of the things we like to do with the podcast is this idea of sharing best practices and I'm going to guess triple threat leadership would certainly allow an athletic director to do more with their school and their athletic program so tell us a little bit about uh, triple threat how to get started and, and why should an athletic director reach out to take advantage of your programs.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I always, I always tell people trip threat leadership was actually something that I built during my doctoral program. And as, as all of us try to get better at leadership and we try to figure out how to, how to grow, uh, when you're doing your doctorate, they make you read all this stuff and you got to figure out what it looks like in your life. And, and for me, I kept coming back to this one moment with my dad who when I would come in from after games, he would just rip me about not being in the triple threat position. And when I started studying people who were, were doing things really well, I, I kept asking myself, well, what's the triple threat position in life? Right. Because all of us know in basketball, it's the position that helps you be successful and you right choose to go, right? Dribble past shoe. And for me, when I was looking at these people, they really started to build ideas and ways to add value to others. And when they did that, they built relationships with others. And when they did that, they created opportunities for themselves and for other people. And I, I think it, at the heart, that's what we do as a so that's where triple threat leadership actually came from. What Triple Threat Leadership really does, I always tell people that I went to business school to help educators understand business to make things better for them, right? So I do a lot of social media branding education. Uh, I build an online class called The Branding of Me that students go through. I've had about 10,000 students go through, um, and it helps them really build strategies around and a framework on how to use social media well from a branding perspective. I think the toughest part when I was a high school coach and AD, we would have these guest speakers come in and they would talk about social media. as pretty much don't do this, you're going to get in trouble. Don't do this, you're going to get in trouble. And I remember talking to my student athletes, and they would they would say, "But but, Dr. Grant, like, what are, what are we supposed to do? Right? How does this help?" And now being in those life cycles, I've been the AD, I've been the coach, I've been at the Division One level. I developed this program and these. I do presentations and I teach them what it looks like. Right. I teach them what branding is. I teach them how to do it. And then I teach them how to apply it to their social media to truly help have a positive impact on their life. And it's been unbelievable. I've, I've, I've done probably 300, 400 different presentations, college, high school, parents. Um, I've worked with athletic departments on how to activate brand values that they have and, and dig it deeper in. We've built recruiting platforms on how to engage using specific moments that are that are value activated from a brand perspective and for me i triple threat leadership at the base root offers a lot of different leadership development programs and i wanted i always try to create them specifically for the needs but the social media piece is continuing to grow and it's something that i think people glaze over and they they don't teach it they don't help really understand how do we do this well and how do we teach our students how to use this with the nil the name image and likeness coming for student athletes that are that are high school kids right now that are really good they are so far ahead of the game when they figure out what value they're adding online i always i always say purpose plan about right what's the purpose what's the plan what value are you adding through social media and really at the end of the day like my job and and i love doing that is helping them figure that out and really have a plan and strategy moving forward. Additionally, and and this is kind of, so Triple Threat has a lot of different offerings that primarily is a major focus and and schools can plug and play with the branding of B class, but I do a lot of pay to participate uh, analyses. So my doctoral research is all on interscholastic pay to participate policies. Like I'm a policy geek and part of it is when I was an AD, they asked me to create a policy and I didn't understand why. And when I started reaching out to people, no one could really tell me why they had the policy, how they evaluate it, et cetera. So I pretty much did my entire doctorate based on that wanting to help. So I have a, a policy discussion guide, a pay to participate policy discussion guide that school boards and ADs and administrators can use that literally walks them through development, implementation and evaluation of pay to participate policies. So. Triple Threat leadership at the end of the day is, is figuring out ways in which I can help add value to athletic directors to better help them build relationships and create opportunities in their district, outside the district, um, and primarily in, in those functions. And it's been amazing. And, and I'm sure we'll connect the website to, to the show notes, et cetera. And, and I I always want to make sure that as we do this, there, there's a structured approach um, towards strategy around ADs because I know how busy they are, but they want to do these things and I can help them move that a little bit forward and faster in the process.
0: Uh, I've been to your website and again, it's just fascinating, uh, you know, the things that, well, the things you've done uh, as well, as the, the programs that you offer. We're going to cover this uh, again at the end of the podcast, but for our listeners, um, what's the website? And if one of them wants to reach out and just pick your brain a little bit, how do yeah. they get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the website is just www.triplethreatleadership.com. My email is scott at triplethreatleadership.com. When you go to the website, there's, you know, I gave a TED talk on branding and Mm -hmm. using it as a pathway for student engagement, because I believe in this wholeheartedly. Um, There's also a a tab that talks about uh, the branding of me class that, you know, schools have put in within classes, they put them in, Uh, student athlete groups, they put them in a lot of different ways to truly add additional value. So um, that website has a lot of different offerings. There's tons of testimonials, but you can contact me through that website. Uh, My my phone number is on there as well. And anything I can do to to assist and help, I'm I'm absolutely here.
0: Um, You mentioned something and uh, we're going to go off script here a little bit. So I apologize for the ambush. Um, obviously, and for listeners, we're recording this on August 26th. So it's going to be pretty timely when you listen to it. Um, NIL as a, a new part of, you know, the college athletics scene, and we've seen a couple of states come out, uh, state associations with their own NIL policy. So here's my question for you. You've been at the college level before you're currently so, at the college. You spend a lot of years uh, at the high school level. Uh, it used to be, and I'm showing my age here, uh, that the argument, if you will, that you know, college uh, athletes, college student athletes, uh, you know, they're getting a scholarship, they're getting a free education. You know, why should we pay them? They should be grateful and et cetera, et cetera. And I probably subscribed to that myself for a long time. Obviously, that's changed now. And we have NIL and student athletes at college level have an opportunity to you know, make money off their name, image and likeness. What is your opinion right now uh, of, I guess, what are the chances of that uh, swing in the pendulum uh, from, hey, be grateful for the education you're getting. Um, what do you think the chances are of that pendulum swinging the other way for high school? And that in a few years, you know, high school students are, are gonna be wanting to get their um, get reimbursed or get paid for their name, Im- image, and likeness. You got a yeah. thought on that?
1: Yeah. So that is a little bit of a loaded question. Uh, it is hard. It's it's really hard to understand because most people do subscribe to, you know, they are getting their school paid for, or they should be grateful, or, you know, they should be allowed to profit being at all the different levels, seeing it from all the different environments. It's really hard to stick with one here. Um, I will tell you that there are a lot of regulations on students, even if they're on scholarship, that cause them to struggle to be able to pay for certain things. Um, there are, I, I've never seen, when I, when I was at the University of North Carolina and, and at that level, there are so many rules and regulations that I feel like I was pretty seasoned and I understood a lot of things. I was like, no way is this real. Like, no way does this actually occur. Um, I also think that companies have less amount of money for marketing and sponsorship opportunities. And let's face it, at the end of the day, it's business, right? So you're looking for the the best return on investment. And what you're seeing is that if I'm a, a local restaurant downtown, is it better for me to sponsor a specific athlete that has a ton of individual support, et cetera, that I know is going to benefit my organization more than give money to the school? I'm not saying it's right or wrong. But what I am saying is that money is getting tighter. There are things that they only have specific amount to spend on. And just like any of us, we're looking for the best ROI. Now for student athletes, this is why I push the personal branding and and the social media thing so high. Many student athletes, I think have a misconception about, oh, I'm gonna, NIL's here, I'm gonna get paid, right? They're not prepared. I would say 1% of student athletes are prepared from an educational standpoint on what this even looks like. Taxes, um, branding, preparation of who I wanna align with now as a freshman in college compared to if I graduate and I move on to the next level. There's a a sincere lack of that in understanding. I think colleges are pushing that. I think it has to start high school. Like it's gotta start high school fast because it is growing from that capacity. From a where I fall perspective, there will be people who always try to use it from a negative, in a negative way, right? Cheating in some capacity, there are loopholes. It does take a little bit away from the purity of what I think educational based athletics is about, but I I don't think you're gonna be able to stop it. And I think part of it is figuring out how do we best help our student athletes understand and prepare for this? So it's it's not an if, It's a win, Uh, and I'm always the kind that, like, I'm going to try to get ahead of the game and help uh, because I I worry, and you've worked – we've all worked with student-athletes. man. when they come into college, most of them are sloppy messes, and just expecting them to understand how to handle sponsorships and partnerships and photo shoots, if they get to that level, that's a lot. That is a lot. And that's not even questioning if they even have a value that is consistent online or, or what they're all about. So I, I, it's it's here. It's moving. It's going to continue to move. And the more that we can do to educate our student-athletes and our coaches and our ADs from that perspective, especially from the social piece, because that's the biggest component that I think high school kids are going to push forward and think that they're going to make money off of, um, and many are so I don't know if I I don't know if I took a side, but uh, it's it's not an if, it's it's a when.
0: Well, I, I probably uh, phrased my question clumsily. I wasn't uh, trying to pin you down for a side. Uh, I was just curious about uh, whether you yeah. thought it might end up uh, growing at the high school level. But I, I loved your answer. It was you know themed at several different levels on education, which is what we are all about, education, athletics, and and helping the kids. So uh, yeah, yeah, you answered that very well, okay? Yeah. We are visiting with Dr. Scott Grant, Certified Athletic Administrator and the Founder and Director of Triple Threat Leadership. We're gonna be back, but uh, right now, let's hear from uh, our other podcast sponsor, Sideline Interactive. We also wanna thank Sideline Interactive. It's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department these days, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every single year while also creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action and also see what these fantastic products can do for you. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. See what their video boards and scoring tables can do for you. We're back with Dr. Scott Grant, uh, Finley University and Triple Threat Leadership. Scott, we just got done um, watching the Olympics and just saw some tremendous performances uh, by you know our let's say our American uh, men and women and also athletes from other countries too. But uh, also there was a m- much uh, greater increase in discussion about this idea of you know the social emotional challenges that student athletes face. You know certainly you know Simone Biles was very candid about some of the challenges that she faces. Um, and my question is this: okay? How can an athletic director or coach find a balance between, you know, what might be called an old school approach? You know, hey, come on, you got to be tough, you got to get back in there, um, and being aware of and sensitive to these social emotional challenges that a Generation Z student athlete is facing. You know, do you have any
1: advice for us? Yeah. I that's extremely tough and I think it's always going to be a a, a challenge Uh, you know I grew up old school environment and and I think oftentimes you know when I talked about mentors and even my parents my dad was old school type of coach so I think we we often take on personas potentially of the people that we were around and we learned from whether we like that or not Um, I always found it was extremely important I tried to find coaches or assistant coaches or people on staff that were very different and had different views from that perspective. And and I remember I had a guidance counselor tell me one time that depending on the school, many times kids play sports because they want to be engaged with adults in a, in a different way, right? They, they don't have so many times the, the coaches are their fathers or mothers or they're the ones when they, they get to have dinners together. like That's really, really important. And I think as COVID has continued and, and caused a lot of push in that social, emotional learning focus, I think it's been good because I think sports can act as a conduit to really help bridge some of those gaps, right? Before we knew how important it was for kids to be involved in a lot of things, right? Increased time management, increased academics, all those things. But I also think it can be a benefit from a social emotional perspective. And I think as ADs, understanding that narrative and realizing that you own the narrative in a different way, right? Like you are the AD, you are the face. So coaches, while maybe old school, are all hopefully in the profession because they wanna help kids. And as an AD, you have to continually have that conversation and and put that narrative at the forefront of, we are here for the kids. We are here to support the kids. And understanding the mission and talking about those things. I think the other thing, and, and if schools don't have the resources, I think you're gonna see mental health counselors. The AD needs to become acquaintances and and have relationships with those people inside the school building, which sometimes, I mean, we're so busy. We don't, that's going to be integral. That's going to be important. I think it's going to be important to have a lot of communication with coaches and talking about how, how are the student athletes doing? You're going to have to be more visible, I believe, because all of that's going to stem from you. Let's face it. You know, the kids want, want people who support them there's always going to be an old school nature in that. But at the end of the day, even the kids that I would, you know, rip and we'd have issues, et cetera. If I had a relationship and I added value to their life, I knew at the end of the day, they really understood where we were going. And, and now that delivery may have to be a little bit different, but if, if you built a relationship on the front end and you have some of those pieces, people and other support measures, um, I think it can move forward, but I, I think it's going to grow. And I think that's going to be a really, really important piece for, for ADs to focus on just learning more about finding training uh, and, and helping themselves just get more educated on how they can help in that social emotional space.
0: Mm-hmm. No, there's no question having that positive relationship, you know, from the get go is key. And once again, I love how you can always come back to, you know, more education, you know, uh, sure. learn more. We are visiting with Dr. Scott Grant. Uh, We're gonna come back for our final segment, the Athletic Surveys Athletic Director Toolbox after we hear from Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. We wanna thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Directors Toolbox. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your athletic program. And Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also give the 95% of the players and the parents who really love your program a voice and helps demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and look at their testimonials and then call them at 1-800-738-6466 or email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. That's info at athleticsurveys.com. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Let them help you get your program from good to great. We're back with Dr. Scott Grant. Scott, this has been great getting to know you and finding out a little bit more about uh, Triple Threat Leadership, but we're not done yet. Uh, We always wrap up with the Athletic Directors Toolbox, which is uh, sponsored by Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. You're certainly an experienced um, athletic administrator, high school and college level, Uh, but right now I'm going to challenge you to send out a brand new athletic director on the very first job But I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. What three items are going to go into your Athletic Surveys AD toolbox?
1: All right, that's a good one. I love it. Uh, First of all, so I am I am a Google fan. Um, I am a Google Drive, Google everything guy, and and I think from an AD perspective, especially for new ones, it's all about organization. Um, So I built. a lot of programs and I've helped ADs build their entire athletic department utilizing Google programs. So whether it's Google Drive, whether it's Google Sheets, Google Presentations, everything contained. And I think part of that is making sure that they have access to it all the time. So not a a push for Google, but I'm telling you, it has the ability to help everything stay contained. And no matter where you're at, utilize the processes that are there. Uh, Number two, I'm a huge believer, especially for new ADs, in clarifying the message of whatever athletic department that they're in, right? So the mission, the values, et cetera. And part of that is putting it with some sort of brand structure and and brand uniqueness. Canva, online, um, Adobe Spark, those programs, being able to create quickly. Now, I know a lot of people use Gipper, et cetera, and that's great for graphics. But part of this is telling the story and really getting better on understanding those tools. I took a high school class where I learned Photoshop and I'm telling you, it's probably been the most impactful thing, skill that I've had throughout my entire career from a consulting perspective, from a coaching perspective, the ability to create things and really add the values of where I was through visual has been an energy pusher. And then the third one, and I'm going to have to go with this because I think anytime a new AD has to He needs a program that really focuses on student development. And if you go to Triple Threat in the Branding of Me class, I'm telling you, I've seen the impact in student-athletes, in coaches, and right now, it is so important for all of the student-athletes to understand this. When I was an AD, probably when most of the listeners were ADs or are ADs, the the issues around social media and utilizing just a lack of understanding is... I feel like was an issue I dealt with all the time, parents, kids, et cetera. This course is something that can truly help alleviate that and educate in a positive manner moving forward. So those those would be my three to stick in that toolbox as as they went rolling.
0: Great, great stuff. Uh, Scott, uh, we covered this earlier, but if one of our listeners wants to go to Triple Threat or wants to reach out to you personally and pick your brain, how can they get in touch with you and find out what Triple Threat can do for them?
1: Yeah, absolutely. On the website, www.triplethreatleadership.com. And then my email address is just scott at triplethreatleadership.com. And whatever I can do to help, even if it's, it's not about social media or branding or whatever I can do to help. Because again, I, my heart is with ADs and K-12 admins every single day and teachers and coaches. And it truly is the greatest profession that there is because there's, there's a purity about educational-based based athletics that I hope continues. And without great people like the listeners, um, that, that's something that always makes me nervous. So whatever I can do to help, I am always here and available.
0: Oh, no, appreciate you being part of that community. Dr. Scott Grant, uh, Triple Threat Leadership, University of Finley. Thanks so much for being on the podcast today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I, I really enjoyed it.
0: For our listeners, uh, remember the Zoom recordings of these interviews are being uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening today. Come back again next time for another episode of the Educational AD Podcast.